Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow, and you guys are in for a bit of a treat today. And by treat, I mean a bit of a wild ride. I want to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the coaching experience. And this episode probably should come with a warning label. And as I say that, I'm wondering how many times I've said that on this podcast. But anytime we go spelunking into my mind, things get a little unexpected, let's say. Uh, I'll quote my husband here. After I shared a previous night's dream with him, he said, you have such a creative, brilliant brain. And when you're awake, you use it for good. When you sleep, your brain goes to some dark ass places real quick. So consider yourself warned. When doing self-coaching and or getting coached, that's when we go into the unconscious part of our brains. And clearly my unconscious sleeping brain is a little rowdy. So to my point, I want to share an example of what the process looks like when we're doing self-coaching and when we're receiving coaching. So let me set the stage. And here's like the disclaimer warning label number two coming up in this episode If you feel yourself having a reaction to the story I'm about to share, hold tight because me too. This is kind of the point of this whole episode. Also, there's going to be a fair amount of stream of consciousness in here. And this is also what it's like when doing thought work. So to the set the stage part, last Sunday, I went for a run outside, which is something you can do quite comfortably in February in South Texas. So I was feeling grateful for the sun and the warmth of a Texas Sunday and a couple Christian songs that had popped up on my playlist. And it got me thinking about living in Texas. And if there are two things that Texans love, it's the great state of Texas and sweet baby Jesus. So I want to share with you some of the words from one of the Jesus songs that had played during my run. So here are some just lyrics from the song. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden getting heavy? Do you feel that empty feeling because shame's done all it's stealing? Desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. You're welcome for that. I'll probably regret that when I listen to the playback. But anyway, the song goes on to say, he makes a way where there ain't no way. And I was like, hey, this is how I feel about coaching and thought work. When people feel stuck, weighed down, overwhelmed, they can't find their way and they can't see the path to their goals. I'm like, let me tell you about my thought work, right? (laughs) So just a side note here as we're talking about this, like whether or not Christianity is your path to spirituality, the music is on point when getting us in our feels. Am I right? Or maybe that's just me. But anyway, so I was hearing the songs, I was thinking about thought work, and then I started thinking about Jesus as thought work, right? When the world looked to old Mary Magdalene, for example, they saw a prostitute. Jesus, however, saw a sister through loving eyes. Where Peter saw unsafe waters, Jesus saw a surface to walk on. Where the world saw guilt and condemnation, old JC saw love and forgiveness. Also, where the world saw water, Jesus saw wine. So there's that. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, the point here is neutral facts out there existing in the world. Jesus offered a different perspective from the masses. He and I was thinking like he's like the ultimate intentional model or an example of it. And so quick side note rundown here for those that don't know what I mean by the model. I want to give you a quick overview. So the model goes like this. There are neutral facts that exist in the world or take place out in the world. And the emphasis here is on neutral. We then have a thought about them. 
This thought creates all the meaning and generates an emotion or feeling about this neutral fact. And then our emotions fuel our actions. Our actions create our results in life. And when we're not paying attention to our thoughts, we create unintentional results. But when we choose our thoughts on purpose to create the results that actually serve us or the results that we want, we're creating an intentional model. So I was having this like moment of realization that Jesus is the ultimate form of like a healed perspective perception and that this is like what we do in mindset coaching. We practice thinking on purpose and creating the life we want versus life just happening at us and sort of going into group think and not thinking intentionally. So back to last Sunday, I'm doing my cool down and I was like, I should jump on Facebook and Instagram and do a live to share these beautiful insights that are coming up for me. And I was, you know, I was like sweaty and gross, had my hat on, doing my thing. And, but that wasn't going to stop me. What stopped me? I was like, hola, hola, hola. Like, wait, wait a minute, sis. Like some people who identify as Christians and love Jesus might be offended by me making a comparison between Jesus and thought work. I was like, is this, is this blasphemy? I don't know. And then another sneaky thought came in that was like, what about the smart discerning intellectual types like Kara Lowenthal? They're going to find, they're going to see my Facebook live and think I'm a simple minded. Now, this last point I just made there, this brings up like a whole nother string of interesting thought errors. One, which my mastermind group was quick to point out, is like, in what reality is Cara Lowenthal watching my social media lives, right? Although, shout out Cara, they don't know that we sort of had a moment circa 2014 where we're kind of BFFs who just have never met in real life. Um, but anyway, there's it also brought up thought error number two, which is, how are Christianity slash spirituality and intellectualism mutually exclusive concepts? Like, great question. But these are things to be explored further in coaching, which I'm going to talk to you about in a moment. So needless to say, I did not do a Facebook or IG live last Sunday. So instead, what I did was some self-coaching to see what on earth was coming up for me. And just when I was doing my own thought work, kind of doing a thought download, getting all my thoughts out of my head and out onto paper, some usual suspects popped up, right? For me, it's like things like fear of judgment, worrying about offending other people, the escape fail of taking no action out of fear of getting it wrong. And so I felt some disappointment, right, in myself. And I kind of, and I just kind of left it there. And but not to be left there forever. I brought it up with my coach to get some outside coaching on this. And y'all, this is where things start getting juicy. Some unexamined thoughts started rising to the surface that I was not even anticipating. So the two original stuck points for me were this was this idea of offending people who love Jesus and then of being judged by smart intellectual types for talking about spirituality. Now, those two original stuck points quickly morphed when my coach asked one of my favorite coaching questions. She said, can you allow someone to be wrong about you? And I was like, oh, can I? All day long, I can let people be wrong about me. And it was fairly easy to get to a yes when it came to the idea of being judged by the smart intellectual folks. But when I got to the spirituality side, it was like I'd sprung a deep water horizon drilling blowout situation. Things took an unexpected turn. 
Because not only was I worried about offending someone from the Christian faith, but also I was having some resistance to sharing perspectives from the dominant culture, right? If you're living in the Western world or if you're living in the U.S. especially and you want to pursue a spiritual path, the one most widely available is Christianity. And during my coaching session, I had this realization that I have no problem sharing quotes and insights from Eastern philosophies and uh, like via social media or even in my business. Like I've played Krishna Das Kirtan music during a group coaching session with a local business. But when I asked myself, would I have shared a hymn or a Christian song during that session? The honest answer is probably not, which begs the question, why? Which also in coaching is one of our favorite questions to ask. Why, 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 why? Again, something was coming up about speaking publicly from the perspective of the dominant culture. Like I I was thinking, you know, I'm supposed to create a safe space for marginalized groups and create a sense of inclusion. And now here, enter my coach in all her brilliance. She says, all matter of fact, being an ally for marginalized communities is in your action line. How they react to it is in their model. So again, I ask you the question, can you allow someone to be wrong about you? Now, real quick, let me back up and sort out some of this coach speak. She was What she was doing was bringing me back to my model and separating my model versus everybody else's, right? So my thoughts create my feelings, which drive my actions. So thoughts such as, Thoughts that I might be having, like, I value people. I value connection over division. I want to do everything I can to bring people together versus push them apart. When I have those thoughts, I, I that's when I create this feeling of connection, right? And from a feeling of connection, I take action to create inclusion, advocate, choose my world wisely, and so on. Now, how someone else experiences me is their model, This is where things get fun. What I say or do becomes a neutral fact in their model. And then they decide what they want to think about that. And then that thought creates their feelings about it. And then the question becomes, in this situation, the question becomes, can I allow for that? Can I allow for someone to interpret my behaviors or words differently than I had intended, even if it means they feel victimized or perpetrated or wronged? Woo, you guys, that's where it got hard for me. I was like, oh, can I allow them to take responsibility for those heavies, right? Like as I processed this with my coach, I, I, I knew I could take responsibility for my actions, like, or that felt more accessible. But I was like, can I let others do the same, even if it meant t- taking responsibility again for these feelings, like victimized, perpetrated? Those are feelings that feel really he- heavy for me. So I was feeling kind of stuck. But again, we kept talking, we're going through the work, and I got to this place that of acknowledging like my candor may offend some people. And that's certainly not my goal, but it's a possibility a possibility that I can allow because I can let people be wrong about me if I so choose, right? I know my heart. I know my mind. Others may not, right? They can't get inside. Well, maybe in some ways, but most people cannot get inside my head and my heart and know what's going on, right? Like, do I have unbiased, unconscious biases and sometimes conscious biases that impact how I think and feel about people and treat them? Heck yeah. Like I have a human brain, But do I also do my best to work on that? Also, yes, right? 
And because I can allow space for me to be wrong, like I know I may not be right in my opinions. I may not be right on what I think is the best public policy, or I may not be right about what happens after death or which spiritual path leads to the most enlightenment or what the right words are to say on the interwebs on a Facebook Live. And since there's the possibility that I'm wrong about what I believe and what I say, I can allow the space to hear others out, right? While I may know, or while I may be wrong about the universal truth, I can honor my truth and I can have my own back about it, which also means I can allow others to do the same, right? So enter disclaimer number three here now, because Having said all of that, I'm certainly not trying to minimize the impact of institutionalized forms of oppression, but that's a topic for another podcast and probably somebody better suited to discuss it. Oh my goodness. Like Cara Lowenthal, you guys, because that's her whole jam. And this is just occurring to me because that's probably why she came to mind last Sunday. Not because I feared judgment from smart people, which she is a smart person, but because I feared that I wasn't being sensitive about a topic which she speaks passionately about and with authority on. See how the unconscious works, you guys? My unconscious knew the connection I was making to marginalized and oppressed groups before I was even consciously aware of it. So this is what coaching can do for you. Coaching looks like so many things, and I wanted to just give you a behind-the-scenes look at just one example on one particular topic of what coaching and thought work looked like, at least for me. And because here's the thing, if I hadn't gotten coaching on this particular topic, I would have stopped at my, when I had done self-coaching, I would have stopped just at that fear of judgment and offending others. And I would have missed out on all the other juicy content underneath. So... Of course, I want to extend the invite to you guys. If you would like some support in making sense of your human brain and learning how to be in charge of it rather than mindlessly dictated by it, go over to jessicasmorrow.com, schedule some time with me. And also, you guys, exciting news. I created a free, free, all caps, free, did I mention free, seven-day electronic version of the unblocked journal so if you would like to score your copy hit me up at jessicasmorrow.com or you can email me at jessica at jessicasmorrow.com and let me know you would like your free copy of the unblocked journal that's all i have for you today guys so until next time my friends stay open stay free